you'll find human speech in between 20 hertz and 80 hertz where human vocal cords could not create human speech. And then the third thing we'll do is we will validate that against a panel of people, like, like, a, like a blind panel, and everybody will listen to it. And if there's a consensus on what those words are saying with, without us prompting, then we can rule out paradigm. And so we end up with human speech in a place where you should not be able to get human speech. Oh, that's, yeah, wow. watching some of those ghost shows, you know, where they, 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 um, they, they put the words away, like maybe uh, not to bring them back up again, but I'll bring them back up again. Ghost Adventures, you, you they bring up, they, they've got an EVP and they put the words underneath. It's highly suggestive. So if they, the words are there, you're going to hear it. Yeah. And we try not to do that like in our videos, but the problem is, is like, if it's not entertaining, nobody's going to watch it. Nobody cares. Yeah. So at some point you have to, so the formula we were trying to go with was, Hey, we'll play it like once or twice without putting words up there. And then we'll put like a spoiler warning up there of what we think it says, and then we'll do it. The problem is, is, as soon as you see the words, or as soon as somebody tells you what it sounds like it's saying, that's all you'll ever hear. Then from it's from then on. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, that's, yeah. 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 So, should we explain what that is? <laughs> what an electronic voice phenomenon is? Or what a, do you think Did everyone wants phenomena? Phenomena? If anyone is listening and doesn't watch the ghost shows or anything, are they going to know what, what an EVP is? God, if, if they're listening to me babble on this long, I hope they know. But, um, <laughs> for those at home who don't know, electronic <laughs> voice phenomenon is when uh, you leave a recorder going uh, for a length of time and you end up getting words or sounds on the recorder where words or sounds should not be. And many people believe that it is the sound of spirits trying to communicate through, <laughs> through your digital recorder. Because it always sounds better to do. It, <laughs> that's a great voice. It always sounds like it's way. whispering. <laughs> it always sounds like something's whispering and it's always saying, help me or, or and there's, uh, get there's out. This paper I'm actually writing. Like I said, we do a lot of like psychological study and, and we're, we're kind of working on this theory called uh, EVP psychosis, right? And um, if you talk to any paranormal investigator that's not me, like, you know, somebody that's fun, um, they'll tell you, <laughs> well, the more I did this, the easier it was for me to hear what the spirits were saying. It, it just, I can now speak EVP, you know, it becomes like this language where they can pick <laughs> out words easier. And if you're being objective about it, it all just sounds like crap. It's just, you know, it's, what is that? And you have to crank it up real loud and get yourself a $900 pair of headphones. And you're like, oh, I think it said Frank's an idiot, you know? <laughs> um, but all, the, all these paranormal investigators, like, the more they want the evidence or the longer they do it, you, you know, the longer you're invested in this game, the more you need to find proof to justify spending all the money you just spent to do it, right? Like, I own a $5,000 video camera. If I don't find a ghost with that bad boy, I better start filming a movie soon. Like that is an <laughs> investment. And, you know, there comes a balance between, you know, your ethics and how much money you have sunk into this great hobby. So the longer you go on getting these recordings, sure, it's a lot easier to hear what it says now. <laughs> you know, and so we're, we're kind of working up EVP psychosis. Is it 
that you need more validation the longer you do it? Or do you really gain the ability to kind of speak EVP or, or understand what they're saying? Does it, does it become more clear like a new language would be or whatever? It's like kind of, if you hang around Ozzy Osbourne long enough, you'll start to understand what you he's understand saying. Oh, yeah. Or, or Boomhauer on King of the Hill. Like I understand yeah. everything that guy's saying. It's just, right. <laughs> well, I, I use the Duolingo app and, and I started uh, Norwegian a few months ago. And at first I could not understand anything. I had, I could only, I had to read it, uh, you know, but anything where I was just listening to it and trying to figure it out. I couldn't understand anything, but after a few months, now I can kind of pick it out. So I, it's, it's so crazy. Maybe like I don't speak like Spanish at all. Like I've lived in Texas my entire life. I, I took Spanish in high school. I don't remember any of it. If somebody is speaking Spanish to me, I understand everything they're saying because I've grown up around it. But if I try to conjugate a verb, it's not happening. I don't know how to speak that language, but I can understand it. Yeah, I, I, I wish I would have taken Spanish in high school. I ended up taking two years of German just because my my be, my best friend at the time was from uh, Colombia and he speak he spoke fluent Spanish, so he wanted to do something different. And so he, I was like, I'll I'll take German with you, but I, I really should have taken Spanish so I could understand what he was saying about me. <laughs> I uh, I dated a girl in German club, even though I was in Spanish. So we spent uh, like every other weekend up at Edelweiss, and I love German food. Mm, you and me Edelweiss. both. Oh, I love Edelweiss. I used to go there every year on my birthday. Love that place. I I after two years of German, the only thing I can I picked up was Ich bin ein Ich bin ein Schorschkugelschreiber which is, it means I'm a black pen. That's all I got. That's <laughs> profound. You're reading Nietzsche, I guess. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, silence. That's oh, what happened? Dead, dead air, air. that's not good. Dead that's air, bad. that's the best thing to fill time. It, no, you can. We can't have dead air because then we'll get a bunch of EVPs. And <laughs> well, you were mentioning that. That, that is an interesting thing you've brought up. Like we were talking about recording studios earlier, and um, anybody that's a recording engineer would probably jump your ass about EVPs and how stupid they are, because I don't know a single recording engineer that has managed to capture an EVP in a studio. Because the sound is controlled. As soon as, you, as soon as you control the environment, almost all your EVPs always go out the window. So what we need to do is open a recording studio in a place with a lot of paranormal activity. <laughs> I mean, how many, bands would, how, many, how many bands would want to record in a haunted recording studio? And then uh, Nirvana did for sure. That, uh, that studio that they used to record in... Um, there were like two or three suicides in it, and I can't think of the other bands that recorded in there. I, I watched a really good documentary about it. Oh wow! And they did it because it was haunted, or because it was there. Uh, I think I think it was, I think it was just there, and it just happened to be haunted. I could be I could be mistaken, but I heard that also that uh, Dave Grohl recorded some Foo, Foo Fighters album, a, a Foo Fighters album, someplace that was he thought might have been haunted. Uh, it might have been that same studio actually. It, it might it might have been um color in the shape. 
Uh, like yeah. like when he was first do when he was doing all the stuff by himself he might have been recording out of that same studio and i know i know led zeppelin you know they recorded all uh can't remember if it was led zeppelin three or four but they they recorded uh all that out at headley grange where uh uh alistair crowley had owned headley grange before they recorded there and they thought it was haunted because they were into that mr crowley great aussie song by the way <laughs> Oh, they have their Oscar. own paranormal show now and it infuriates the hell out of me. <laughs> the one that the uh what is the Aussie the Osbournes want to believe or something like that. Yeah, it's it's like we haven't made enough money in this lifetime. So now we hunt ghosts. Oh my god. Yeah, and watching it's watching the show, it's basically just Jack showing them a bunch of videos that people send in or that he's seen <laughs> or and 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 it's it's all it's it's fun watching Ozzy and Sharon just he's just he's become a grumpy old man he every time she speaks he looks like he just wants to to slap her <laughs> he wants someone to come and and exercise her from him yeah no kidding well I mean he can't drink anymore what else are you gonna do it's he's true. just he's just sad yeah Poor guy. Yeah, I I bought an album. So, I, I didn't buy. I streamed an album. Of his uh, came out two years ago, and he sounds amazing. It's still his music still sounds amazing. Yet when he speaks to you, you know you can't understand. Yeah, it's just saying. it's garbled. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, some people are just like that. Some people can afford really good producers. So, good point. Well, and it was just. <laughs> How long? It wouldn't, but a year or so ago, he was on. Was it the Grammy show? And he did the song with uh, Post Malone. Yep. He, yep. he had to sit for it, but I don't know how much of it was pre-recorded and how much production there was on it. But I thought he sounded pretty good. That song is actually on. That was about the time that album came out. I think it was about on the, that album and the Post, okay. Post Malone album. Post McDonald. Post McDonald? Post McDonald's. Post McLone. Post McLone. <laughs> How do you That reminds me, is it time for another toast? Oh, you know I mean I for a toast because this I is forgot. the first time because you're splitting it up into multiple episodes. Yes. Which I didn't is... say because they're called rounds. Rounds, yes. Yes. Yeah. Man, we're gonna give away all of our secrets. Everyone's gonna I, know that we batch record I, and I think uh <laughs> Ashton, would it be putting you on a spot to have you uh, ask you to do the toast? Oh, God. Uh, yeah. No pressure. Thanks for that. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Thanks for putting me on the spot. No pressure. We can make Shane do it. We can make, you know, I didn't even think about pulling up my uh, my big list of toasts. Dead Wait. air, stalling for time. Dead air. Usually I make my, yeah, usually I, you know, I, I try to make my own up, but usually let's I end uh, up just. No, I, I think I got one. Let's, uh, I don't even yeah. try to make them up. I just. Right. Let's, let's, what let's, do you got, uh, Ashton? Let's, uh, let's toast to, uh, good old douche Biggins and, <laughs> and may he, uh, bro up all the ghosts that require broing. <laughs> Salute. They can be a bro. <laughs> Uh, one of my friends, Shane, one one of our mutual friends, I won't mention his name, but he he was, he said something that he was talking to me about something the other day we're talking 
he's like, brah. I'm like, don't you ever, ever brah me. <laughs> you, you, I don't want to ever hear you say that again. I don't even know that I could guess who would. Uh, I think I do have a guess. You, you're probably I'll right. ask you off pod if it's okay. who I think it is. <laughs> don't bra me, dude. <laughs> do you do you even lift, brah? Do you even ghost hunt, man? Yeah, do you even hunt, bro? <laughs> Uh-oh, I hear voices. Nope. Wife's talking to the dog. So do you have, Ashton, do you have a... I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would call it a dream investigation, but someplace that you haven't investigated that you, you really like to check out. Uh, yeah, there, there's two places that come to mind. One you'll know of. Well, no, you guys, you boys are both from Texas, so you'll probably know both areas. Ooh, I bet I drove by one today. Oh, yeah? Ooh, yeah. The, which one is that? In uh, the Baker's Hotel? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's one of them. Oh, uh, wow. I'd love to get in. Um, funny story about that. I got about five steps in the Baker before the cops pulled us out. Total oh, wow. accident, by the way. Whoops. Um, <laughs> we, we, we don't trespass. Just for anybody listening, we don't trespass on private property. We were there for a tour, and they did not have the location marked very well. And we were just looking around the property, and, um, like, I was just leaning in, taking some pictures, and the cop comes around the corner. This was a few years back before they started remodeling it. Cop comes around the corner, and, hey, what are y'all doing? And uh, my girlfriend's with him at the time. He's like, hey, we got to go. <laughs> so we got like escorted off um and he's like no nah, it's cool it happens all the time at least y'all heard adults y'all obviously weren't trying to like vandalize or anything and my girlfriend's like hey let's take a selfie with the cop so that's like that our <laughs> ntp instagram somewhere that one was good um actually the place i really want to investigate the most um you guys have probably driven by it a million times uh living in the fort worth area but not even thought twice about it but it's the old tmp building on lancaster downtown right off of 35 um yeah. next to the post office and the train station that building has been abandoned since like 1971 um and there's some crazy crazy stories about that place and i've actually uh walked around the first floor of there but uh it's extremely hard to get into and you can't really contact the owners the only reason i walked around in there is because I, I stop there every now and then and i'll take pictures in the windows and stuff like that it, i mean it's an amazing building and uh the back just happened to be open one time because they were like actually working on the windows in there and, and i had walked in i was trying to find somebody to say hey do you mind if i come take pictures legit and I, I never could find anybody so i just ended up bailing out of there but I've got some really good pictures in the inside of there, but I would love to investigate that place. And it'd be great to investigate the Baker before they get it up and going, but it, it looks like they're, they've made a lot of progress on renovating that place now. Yeah. Yeah. I drove, I was, I was out in out West today and decided to drive through mineral wells to see if they were still working on it. And um, it's all boarded up. It's all closed up. So you can't really see what's going on inside, but you can see up in the, up in the, the higher floors with it's it's pretty much gutted yeah uh we've got some invites to go out there and investigate it but that's after it's been completely re renovated um I, they've sh they've shared some pictures on their facebook page of what the inside's starting to look like now and a lot of it's like really cleaned up like they're starting to get carpet and new fixtures and stuff like that in there i think it's going to look really good but i just you know if if i wasn't um 
doing paranormal investigations, I would definitely be like just doing urban exploration. Like I really love abandoned buildings and, and things like that. Which I guess most of them, you can't just load up the van and go set up camp and record and probably not investigate for the night supposed to, but a lot of us do it anyway. (laughs) Living on the edge, man. (laughs) (laughs) That would be kind of cool though. I, I, I am fascinated by old buildings, old abandoned buildings, things that you see that are just fake. Like I love, you know, those barns you see on the, you're driving a rural area on the side of the road and you see this just rusty barn. That's just, just rickety half falling yeah, apart. Yeah. yeah. I love that stuff. I just like, Somebody I wanna, had to have been killed in it. <laughs> well, not, not necessarily. It just looks cool. You, I want to go in and see, you know, what's up, what's up, what's up. Yeah, uh, Granbury is a great place to drive around if you if you just want to check out stuff like that. Um, you know, downtown Fort Worth's got a bunch of buildings like that that are just really cool to look at. Um, yeah. Texas that is old- just kind of a treasure trove of like abandoned places. It's uh, it's really interesting, and a lot of them have some like really cool stories behind them. Yeah, what was the there was a place last year? Do you remember where it was, Jay? I think it was in November. When I when I said that someone had invited us to go, and you you could pay fifty dollars or something, and you could go with the team and you could spend the night there, and it was um, I'm trying to think of where it was, but it was an old cabin that that some of the soldiers stayed in before going to the Alamo, before the big battle of the Alamo, and and now I can't think of the name of the of the cabin. Sounds kind of cool. But, yeah, but supposedly there was there's a lot of activity, a lot of activity there. And so you you had one episode about a hill house that I guess is, oops, lost it. Let me get it back in. Hill house. To, like a the, hill house. the Netflix uh, show. Well, it was the same name. I'm not sure where. I think I, I don't know if we dropped you. Yeah, I, I, I dropped out somewhere. You got real choppy, and then there was nothing. Okay. Um, so there was um, there was one episode you did where you, where you, and this is about a year ago, I think, this episode. And you would spend the night at a, a hill house, but it was a more local hill house, not the one on hey, Shane, let one me from the inter- Netflix show. Let me interrupt you really quick. I'm going to do something that we've never he- done here on Beer Thursday. Ooh. I'm going gonna, gonna, to go, go pee in the middle of our podcast. Wow. So you talk, keep talking. That is rude. I, right I would back. never do anything like that to you, Jay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I think this is a historical moment for all podcasts. Has anybody done that before? I have taken first. a dump in the middle of a podcast. It's oh. happened. I, I've been like, <laughs> hey, awesome. guys, just uh, just keep the discussion keep going, going and I'll just flip the cameras <laughs> off and break. go on for like a good 15 minutes. That's brave. That's brave. All right. I'll be back. Keep talking. <laughs> live on the edge um that's hilarious um hill house uh you talking about the one up in um it seems like it was pretty local like up in not maybe denton but uh, yeah 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 no it's, it's, or... it's close to denton i'm trying to think of the name of that stupid town that's there it's it's horrible it's a horrible horrible place uh <laughs> i can't but think I of guess the name of there, the town but i know what you're some... talking about are there some places like that where they have some activity so they they let you let you come in and uh, 
just see if you can find anything or maybe maybe practice with the gear or something like that uh you cut out a little bit um but you're you're asking so what you were asking though is uh are, are there places like that that get a lot of activity that you can maybe rent out for the night or rent out for the weekend so that you can go uh, i mean we do there there's more and more places all the time that it's it, we were actually talking about it the other day is like it used to be paranormal investigating wasn't really uh as popular as it is now so you would have to go like find people that owned places that you could go and you know talk them into letting you stay now it seems every, like you can just look it up on the internet. Everybody's got a place where it's like, yeah, for $500, you can come stay the weekend and do a paranormal investigation. And um, for the most part, what we find is if we have to pay to do it, it's probably not legitimately haunted. We, that like, makes sense. <laughs> it's it's kind of like a record deal. You pay for the rec- If you pay for the record deal, then it's probably not a legitimate record deal. Yeah, it's it's always I don't know. We still do it because we're, there's places we want to go. Like I, I say that, but I don't know. It's real tongue in cheek. Like Yoakum Hospital, I pay. We paid about like six hundred dollars to go stay a night in this abandoned. I think how legitimately crazy that is. Like we were sitting there thinking the whole time. It's like, man, our hotel room with running water was like 90 bucks for the night <laughs> and we paid $600 to be in an abandoned hospital with a black mold. Like what is wrong with us? Like there wasn't functioning plumbing. They're like, if you got to go to the bathroom, there's a bucket in the basement. Oh, oh my wow. God. And we paid 600 bucks for that. Um, you could have stayed in a really nice resort for that. I know. Yeah. And we were so happy about it. Like we were happier there than if we had gone to the resort. Like that's just oh, our sure. thing. And it's just, it, it's cool because we're like, you know, even if we don't find ghosts, just think of the stories we got. Like, you know, one time we stayed at this like abandoned hospital, like for an entire night. Like, it, who does that? Like, nobody does that. That's in but, San Antonio, right? The uh, it, it was in it was in Yoakum. It's it's yeah, it's it's pretty close to San Antonio, I think. Yes. Um, that that place was actually pretty active. Like, we got some really good, um, if you want to call it evidence, you know. Um, we, we've got some good footage down there, like some, some weird shadows and lights and, and some really good EVPs and stuff moving around on its own. Um, and, and that's when we paid for, um, and what's funny is we're the last, uh, investigators that got to go in there before that place got bought out and demolished too. Um, but then there's other places where, you know, we'll pay a hundred dollars to stay the night or or $200 to stay the night or or whatever the people are charging. And it just seems like a really cool location. You know, we've heard all these stories about all these other investigators that have gone in there and it's insanely active and nobody will go in there on their own and we'll pay money to get in there and we'll record all night. And not, not only does nothing happen, something happens and we're able to disprove it. And we're like, you other people are idiots. Like <laughs> you owe us to be haunted so bad that you know something makes a sound you don't bother to go check what it is you know that sort of thing um it seems like the most active places really are the places you've never heard of like you've probably never heard of antioch cemetery in um in maypearl texas that is seriously one of the most active locations i've ever been to 
and, oh, wow. and nobody's ever heard it. Like, there's no stories about it. Nobody's like, oh, that place is really haunted. It's just like this random place where like three people had something happen there. And we went there and found a ton, a ton of stuff to try to debunk and we couldn't. And I guess there are a few hotels too, where you can stay. There's one in, in downtown Dallas. It's supposed to be haunted and you could just stay there for the night. And there's some place I should have looked. We need a producer, Jay. I should have looked this up and had this ready, but there's it's somewhere in, in South Texas. There's a small town and they've got a hotel that's supposed to be the most haunted place in Texas. And you can, I mean, it's a hotel. You can stay there if the room is available. Hmm. You said South Texas. I keep dropping out. I don't know what's. I don't know if it's on my end or not. I I, th- I was really hoping that after I paid for Zoom, that it would be a lot more stable. <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a talk with Zoom. Yeah, so it's it's, it's been kind of choppy on my side. I, I don't know if I've been choppy to you guys or not, but no, just a, a now and then, but nothing different. Nothing out of the ordinary from the recordings. Um, that I do. There's uh, there's a few hotels that are local I know of that are super hot spots. Uh, with, <laughs> by saying save your money, um, there's uh, Miss Molly's in uh, Cowtown. Uh, UTA actually does an annual paranormal investigation there, but they on campus. Oh no, I, I mean at, at Miss Molly's. Yeah, they uh, they send their. It's not even their science team. It's like their paranormal club or something like that. They go out there. Um, and I think it's like $1,000 or something crazy. Like you got to rent out all the rooms or something. And they're like, yeah, you guys are totally invited out. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. When do you want to do it? They're like, well, it's this much money. And we're like, oh, see, we're used to, if you invite <laughs> us out, we don't have to pay. I, like, and we're like, how much is it? They're like, it's $1,000. And I'm like, no, it's cool. Whatever. Wow. Um and- and you said that too, right? That you y'all y'all don't charge when you investigate. No, never. No, we don't charge any. More often than not, we end up paying other people to be able to have the opportunity to investigate their fine property. Do, does anyone offer to pay you? Um, we've had Do a couple of residentials to... where they're like, "Can we donate?" And we're like, "No." Um, as much as I love money, and I would totally be a shill. Um, that would really hurt our credibility if we took any money for it. So, because oh, if so, so say someone has and they're 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 scared, they're frightened of their home. They're thinking about they love their home, but they're thinking about moving. And then you come in and you know for I don't know whatever, however much money, I'm just gonna throw out five hundred. I have no idea if that would be cover any expenses or not. But you you give them peace of mind that knowing okay, we'll spend a few hundred dollars and get our air conditioner fixed, and now we get to keep all of our trinkets from our favorite amusement park and we get to stay in this home that we love and not be afraid of possession or no because the problem with it is is we're talking about paranormal it's nothing we can prove or fully disprove so there's there's nothing that we're that we're offering that's concrete anybody could look at what we're doing afterwards and say well of course you got what you wanted out of it you paid money for it so we we would never charge for an investigation service period um, because we're in it purely for the study. Uh, we want to do it for the knowledge. And the fact that sometimes we actually help people is really just kind of a bonus at the end of the day. Um, I think early on, 
you know, when we, when we were first ghost hunting, we were like, Hey, we want some more equipment. Let's like, let's try to raise money through donations or something to kind of help with the cost. And I think we got about two days into that. And then we kind of had this epiphany. We're like, you know what? Screw it. If it takes longer to save up the money, let's just save up the money and we'll just bankroll the whole thing because we don't ever want anybody to be able to come back and say that we did it for the money or that we staged anything for the money, anything like that. Like all the videos we put out, none of them are monetized. Uh, All the, I think I make like five cents per book that we sell. I mean, it's, it's literally nothing. Like it all goes towards just equipment and stuff. We, we don't profit off of it at all. We don't ask anybody for money or anything like that. Cause it just wouldn't be right. I mean, this is truly a, a passion project for you then. I mean, you, this is something that something that you really enjoy doing and that you do it. I, I'm assuming you, you mentioned being an engineer, a uh, mechanical engineer. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, my, <laughs> my day job is all just like numbers. Like it, it's, it's really boring and has, uh, nothing to do with the paranormal at all. But, um, yeah, I, I apply basically my engineering knowledge to the, the paranormal gig and my, uh, audio engineering knowledge to the paranormal gig for uh, the purposes of like coming up with new experiments, uh, making equipment. Like uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of equipment like we I've designed and fabricated uh, for what we do for the purpose of like trying to do new experiments to try different things that other paranormal groups aren't trying to do, you know, to, to try to prove different theories. Of course, none of that's panned out or else, you know, I'd be super rich because I would approve <laughs> ghosts or <sort of> thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, it it would be ludicrous to 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 think that this is a, a field or a profession where you can make money off of it. The only people that are doing this for a living, um, they're making money off of producing media. They're making money off of having a TV show, not from doing research. They're they're not doing anything beneficial to propel humanity forward like we're not curing cancer like even if we prove ghosts exist like what have we actually done like nothing useful at all like we didn't send a man to mars well i was uh it's been a few years ago i was joking around with a realtor friend and we were talking about an old house looking at an old house and i and then getting the inspection for it and so then i said well i said what if i um because i just watched a horror movie i can't remember which one it was and so i said do you know anyone we could bring in to inspect it and make sure that there are no inhuman, inhuman spirits that are haunting it? And she said that she had a friend who he was a private investigator. And so he would use a lot of his, his equipment, his surveillance equipment for his investigating. That might, to- who's your friend? Because um, I have done that on numerous occasions. I have a couple of uh, realtors that I'm in contact with. They will call us in to do that. We don't charge for it. You don't try see, I think I think you'd I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bore you with trying to argue, but I think that's a, a service that people would find that would mean a lot to people that they'd be happy well, to pay for. As much as I hate slippery slope arguments, it is it it is one because we've seen other groups who do charge and they abuse the hell out of it. Because yeah. if we charge for the investigation, then we can say, Oh, you have something we need to get rid of in your house. Um, and you need to pay us. We can basically hold people ransom. Other groups do it. They'll say, oh, you got a demon in your house. You got to pay me $500 to get rid of your demon. 
and then they do whatever they're going to do to get rid of the demon, but you have no proof. That, like, how do you know they did what they did? And then if it comes back, they can just be like, oh, well, it didn't work because you didn't believe in it enough for another $200 will come back. <laughs> but you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that out of good conscience. But if you figured out that their plumbing was bad or their AC was bad, you know, and they could spend a few hundred yeah, dollars I mean, on that versus having you're, to You're move. helping him there. Yeah, you're helping Well, hell, him but I, I could just, I could be a general contractor in, in charge to do that. There's, there's <laughs> home inspectors true. that do that. There's somebody yeah. that goes, I mean, when you go to buy a house, there's somebody that goes in and checks your plumbing and your roof and all that. I remember when I bought my house, somebody came in and did a general inspection. They checked everything except if there were ghosts here. So <laughs> they, didn't, they checked all the boxes, not, but one. <laughs> it's actually Texas law. Uh, this is one of the few states they have to disclose if somebody died on your property before you buy your house. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of... And, there, the, <laughs> When we first moved in here, our next door neighbor, my wife met him the, I guess, met him like the day we moved in. And then about a week later, there was a knock on our door and it was the, the Richardson Police Department. And they, uh, I thought, immediately I thought, oh God, what has my wife done now? And <laughs> they, they, they said, well, do you know the neighbor next door? I said, no. I, my wife's met him I'm like why we're doing a wellness check because nobody's heard from him in a couple of weeks and long story short he had he had passed away and that that house has been vacant ever since and uh i don't know how that works with rental properties because that he was renting mm. and the guy that owns the house um he he maintains it he can does a grass but he but he hasn't been able to rent it in like three years interesting oh, wow. Um, Maybe you can get uh, it at a discount. See, uh, like there's a, uh, I'm, I'm registered to where there's certain sites I can go to that like a, a private investigator would, where you can do like background checks and things like that. I can also do background checks on properties. Really? Um, and if there's any, like if the death certificate calls out that address, then it'll, it'll show up in that registry as well. Interesting. Yeah, that was a bad week in our household. The neighbor had passed away, and then a day we, uh, my wife's cousin, sp was spending the summer. Young cousin, she was spending the summer with us. She was twenty-one, and she was there when we found out about the neighbor. And then two mm -hmm. days later, she's in the backyard, on the hammock, just minding her own business and watching two squirrels squirrels run up a tree, and then one of them just kind of seized up. And fell to his death. I think he had a heart attack. The squirrel. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I know. It was horrible. I felt really bad for her because she she's with us for less than a week and she's seen so much death. So much so death. Much death. <laughs> Dead air. Sorry, I was seeing if I could do something to the settings on my side that would make it a little less uh, choppy, but it's I, not happening. I'm going to go grab another beer. Did you remember that time we were playing somewhere? And I can't remember if it was an open mic or what, but we were playing and just mid-set at that, I'm going to go pee. And I got up and just let you let you continue <laughs> by yourself. That's that's why we never made it as professional musicians. We've eaten a sandwich well, on stage, so you know one of yeah. the reasons. <laughs> Not far off. Yeah. I was I was never 
super comfortable on stage and i would i would always pick it like if, especially if we were playing at a, at a bar i would always a sports bar or whatever i would look at the tv back in the back of the room and i'd watch that the you know the entire time so it looked like i was looking at people right but I, I mean, you're just totally really, zoned out doing your thing yeah, yeah. yeah i'm just basically checking out the rangers <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. What's funny is I have, um, like, I'm really good at public speaking and, like, public events and things like that, but I have, like, crippling social anxiety. Really? But, uh, you know what? I, I'm kind of the same way. You know, it's it's funny. Well, I'm not, not, actually, I'm not a great public speaker, but if it comes to, like, performing, doing a song or singing, I can get up, no problem. I'll get up and sing. I'm a big ham. But, yeah. uh if it's a small situation where I'm meeting people and that I don't know, I'm just, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I also, do it. I, I do stand up comedy sometimes. I haven't in a while, so I shouldn't say I do stand up comedy sometimes, but I was doing stand up comedy for a while. And I always used to say, it's so much easier to talk to all of you than it is to talk to one of you. It's. Oh yeah. I mean, there's so much truth to that, man. I mean, it's true. Yeah. Talk, talking to a group of people, it's completely faceless. It's just, it's just a thing, you know, you may as well just be singing in the shower or something like that. But, um, yeah, to like meet somebody face to face and actually have to have like some kind of personality that is like crippling. It's horrible. Oh, man. Tell me about it. <laughs> I feel like I'm being put on the spot. My favorite residential was one like really early on and, uh, my group, God bless my group because they keep me in check because I have this really bad habit of like I'm pretty personable most of the time and I and I just shoot people straight and I try to be funny but I come off as like just really condescending a lot of the time especially if I think I know something that you don't know and so like really early on um like Eli and Allie they're like you can't talk to the clients you can't do that like that can't be your job and I'm like but I need the info and it, it all stemmed from this one where it was like we showed up and this is, it was like a friend from high school, but I hadn't talked to him in like 10 years or something. They just, they, they just happened across my page and like, oh yeah, my house is haunted. Blah. And I'm like, okay, yeah. You know, we hadn't done a, a ton of investigations at that point, but we get there and we're talking to her and she's like, yeah, uh, my house is haunted. Sometimes my toaster just uh, doesn't work right. And um, there's this weird buzzing sound in the wall. And I'm like, have you checked the wiring? And well, they're working on that wall, but it's not the wiring. And I go over and I like flip a switch on the wall and she's like, there's that sound. And then I flip it off and she's like, Oh, it's not there anymore. And I flip it on. She's like, there's that sound again. See, like, you think it might be this busted ass fan in here. And uh, she's like, well, definitely the def exact words. Definitely the toaster's haunted. Cause ma'am, ma'am owned that. And it hasn't worked right since she died. <laughs> like, so we're here to investigate the case of the haunted toaster. Got it. It was just, and, and we were so bored because we didn't know that going into it. Like I had got a completely like different feel of the case and we're just sitting there all night. Just I'm talking 12 hours of just nothing happening. And I've got a camera <laughs> on a toaster and we're like, that if you're here, ghost, make the toaster toast. And like, just 
nothing's going on. Two of the people in my group, they're playing with a kitten in the corner. I'm just, we pack up and the lady's like, what do you think? And I just deadpan. Like, I think I was trying to be funny, but I was so tired. I'm just like, I think you're a moron. And we left, <laughs> packed up and left. They're like, you can't talk to uh, the clients anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I'm getting. That's going to be the name of this episode. The case of the haunted toaster. The case of the haunted toaster. I'm pretty sure my toaster. At that point. What do you think? I think you're an idiot. What? I'm pretty sure my toaster is haunted though, because I can't, it always burns the toast every time I put it in there. I don't know what the deal is. I'm sure, I'm sure it's a ghost and not that you're too stupid to set your toaster. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, yeah. Cause it was my man, my man, my nanans. <laughs> Well, my toaster is not haunted, and it does fine with the toast, but it does mock me occasionally. It's, it's, it's quite cruel. So well, the toaster it, laughs at you. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that might be a problem. That, that could be an issue. Well, that's going to do it for today, my beer-chugging chum. To make sure you catch all of our conversations with paranormal investigator Ashton Rogers... And to make sure you catch all of our entertaining, unenlightening, thought-avoiding fun, make sure you subscribe to the show. And then we'll see you in the next round of Beer Thursday Thieves.